everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, when you're in your grade school, high school, immediately after high school, some people go to college and that's where they find them, but you have your group of friends. And these are the guys that you're going to, for the most part, it's the, the late high school and college or early 20 guys that you're going to have in your life for a long time. Grade school, it's a 50-50. Sometimes they stick around, sometimes they don't. Everybody tends to move, so you never know. But these are the guys that take you through some of the bigger moments in life. And I'm not talking about the foundational moments, you know, like where you, when you first walked, when you first spoke. That's your parents' domain. But these are the guys that, you know, they talk you through eh, your first dose of the clap uh, if you come from a rougher crowd. But the the guys that you got in, say, the biggest fistfights of your life, the guys that helped you, you know, talk you into buying your first car, buying your first house, getting serious about a woman. And that's where a huge amount of commitment phobia comes from. Because it's not just the guy that's afraid to commit, it's his friends that are afraid of him committing. And their fear comes from two different places. That fear is is based in that feeling of losing something. And it's a big fear. But the second one is the bigger one that you have the the friend has the overview. They know their friend, they know his flaws, they know his pluses and minuses, everything is clear to them. And then they see this woman. And if you go out with your friend and his new woman more than than two or three times, odds are there's going to come a point where he's not in the room and you get to see her as she is. And what I mean when I say that is when she's not putting on the I'm on a date facade and she's just being who she is. And it's a horrible thing when you find out that she's just this rotten human being. You hope she's nice. You know, I actually had a friend that I went out to dinner with and found out that his fiance, who I had just met that evening, she volunteers. She helps orphans. She helps homeless people. She's this incredibly sweet person who at first came across as a, a fluffy bunny. You know, just somebody that you sleep with her and she's, it's kind of like really attractive furniture that you might get to sleep with. She had no pluses going on. And then I had a conversation with her and it's like, okay, I can see why you gave her the ring, dude. She's awesome. By the way, they're married decades later. So good for them. But you worry about those and it's, it, sometimes you'll see it happen to family. They just marry a rotten human being. And all you can do is just, I don't know, pray for some sort of spree killer to get a hold of them, and, which is a very dark thought. But tell me if you've ever been in a really, really shitty relationship where you get to that point where you hate your partner, tell me you haven't thought about that, how convenient it would be. You know, if, if Jeffrey Dahmer just happened to escape for the weekend and they found bits of her in his fridge a month later, would it be that big a deal? Would it be that bad a thing? I realize we've gotten way off the rails here and this has just gone wrong in a bunch of different ways, but I think you know where this is coming from. This is where that fear of losing your friend combined with being able to see the bigger picture of who that person is really comes down to wanting to know what's better for them. And you can't tell people things, especially, God, not in your 20s. Your 20s are the most worthless time in your life. 
This is where you make some of your biggest mistakes, some of your worst faux pas, stuff that you may never recover from, or you make all the right moves. You happen to just roll the, you know, the right set of dice and life is sweet. And it might be years until you realize that. It might be several decades later that you look back and go, wow, I nailed it. Whereas at the time, family were, you know, family members were openly talking about an intervention. But all of that kind of packed in together is what leads us to today's episode, High Maintenance Women, What's Not to Love, on today's Caffeinated Humor. So I have a friend who married poorly. It happens. And when a good friend gives the ring to a woman that he wouldn't have if he was thinking straight, there really is nothing you can do but bitch lightly and let him hang himself. Not now, but for the rest of his married life. Which will hopefully be short for this guy. There is a child involved. And for anyone who moans about, for the sake of the kids, keep in mind that seeing mom castigate and deball dad at every turn is not necessarily a nurturing environment. I mean, I have somebody in the business of counseling domestic violence parents. And a man or a child, a boy, takes his view of himself from the way mom talks about dad. And a girl values herself in the eyes of the man that she will seek out by how dad treats mom. So you want to talk about a perpetuating cycle? It's an ugly thing to see. Now, in an unusual act of complete full disclosure, I freely admit I don't like the woman he gave the ring to. That being said, she really is a bitch. Flat out, from the start, old school, if she didn't have a vagina, she'd have a bounty out on her head, bitch. I do the whole don't like thing really well, call it a gift. It's kind of like a less philosophical version of Henry Rollins, if you're going to love something speech, shortened form, you're going to love something or someone, love them or it with all of your heart. And if you're going to hate them, hate them with every fiber of your being. I like to think of it as the yin and yang of everything. You got to have both opposites. Otherwise, it's not healthy. The high maintenance wife can come from two different places. The first and most likely creator of the high-maintenance wife is the high-maintenance mother raising a high-maintenance daughter. Because misery loves company, and what better way to have company than to make it yourself? The daughter is carefully crafted with a sense of bitchy entitlement, while the son spends his pre-teens, full teens, and early 20s paying penance for the unnamed sins of being born with testicles. Now, the second place that the high-maintenance wife comes from is the most rare, but it's the worst one. They're just born that way. Unpleasant in the crib, bitchy as an infant, horrid as a preteen, and fast approaching the C word as she moves through her teens like an angry snake on a vengeance. Now, you can't help but hate her with a passion. And this type always seems to be the ones your friends pick. How do they find them? It's like finding an angry needle in a, a haystack. Later in life, this type is prone to depression and loudly proclaiming to anyone who gets stuck listening to her that she can't figure out why no one likes her. I would tell her, but I don't like being in the same room with her. 
These types have a tendency to refer to me as that asshole friend of yours. Eh, it's pretty accurate. It's still rude though. The majority of these marriages end in a divorce that soaks him for every dime he's worth and makes him suicidal for a long time. The only upside to the divorce is that the husbands suddenly freed, they hit the divorce road like a man busting out of jail. These are serious pent-up party people. Now, you do have to ride shotgun with these guys a lot. They have a tendency to experiment with drugs like a curious freshman, and they'll screw anything that'll walk by. As long as you keep them away from meth, yeah, you're fine. Let them th sow some wild oats. It, it really has been building up. Now, the wise wingman, he slips a few condoms in their pocket at the beginning of the evening. Because they grew up in their teens during a time when STDs were all curable, and they rarely listen to reason when they're drunk and have a hard-on. But if they find the condom themselves, they feel like it's more like their idea. And hey, whatever works. That's what friends are for. Time for some coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Do me a favor. If you liked it, even if you didn't, listen to more episodes. Put it on the background. Let it play like white noise. Just something to help you sleep at night. Anything. I need you to listen. Share it if you can. Support it if you can. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.